Parentification is a process of role reversal. This is when children take on the responsibilities of parents. So the roles that your caregivers should have done are pushed onto the child. And this can look like a number of different things. And there's actually two types of parentification. And one is emotional parentification. And that's when the child becomes responsible for helping their parent manage their emotions. So if you had a parent who was either high, high and low lows, and like it was always like a roller coaster they were on, they didn't know how to regulate their emotions. And you had to tiptoe around to make sure they didn't get mad or you had to clean or do something to make sure that you were really trying to manage the mood and the emotions of the parent. Or the other type of um, parentification is instrumental. And that is when the child is responsible for running the house. So the child meets the family's daily needs, such as cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, all that good stuff. So really the child becomes the adult. And I'm gonna give you a few different um, like effects that this has on the child, on you. If you resonate with this, you're like, this was me. I was parentified as a child. I took on adult responsibilities way too young and I missed out on some of my childhood, you are going to hear some of the effects that it may have on you today as an adult. And I resonate with this so much because I was a parentified child. I was, um, my sister and I had to take on the roles and responsibilities of adults when we were younger. We cared for our younger brothers. We did the cooking, the cleaning, the housework, um, all of that. And some of that's cultural, you know, I'm, I have someone, so I, some of that is, is cultural. And then some of it was like, my parents just weren't, um, they weren't there because they commuted to work when we lived in, um, um, I commuted to Frisco to work. And so we had to step into the roles, right? I'm sure there's a lot of space where it could have been different, but that's just the way that we were raised, right? And there's some benefits from that because you learn how to be responsible. You learn how to um, take care of people. So like care for your children, care for others, care for people in general. Um, you become high functioning, but then there are some downfalls to that too. And this these downfalls affect us unless you I don't know if they ever stop affecting you, but unless you go and do the healing work and begin to break down those walls that you have up because of being parentified, right? And um, I realized that not all parents had a, had a choice. I'm, anytime I talk on the podcast, it's never to shame anyone. So it's not to shame our parents. Like I love my parents. I'm grateful for my parents. Some things that they chose, I don't agree with, but that doesn't mean that they're bad people. Like they did the best with what they had, right? So just go into this with this mindset and not so much of a blaming mentality, like you want to blame someone, but just an, an acceptance, like an awareness of what happened and an acceptance of it. So that way you can do the work necessary today to, to really heal the parts of you that are holding on to these, um, these ways of being that may not be beneficial for you today. So one of the effects that being a parentified child has on you as an adult or may have on you as an adult is that you may experience higher levels of anxiety and depression because of the stress and pressure that you experienced as children. So you know, um, when you were a child, you took on roles and responsibilities that weren't yours. And so you learned, okay, in order, like just to, just being a child and being a, now an adult, I need to I need to take on all of these responsibilities. And as a result, you may get overwhelmed. You may get anxious because you're taking on a bunch of responsibilities and you have no boundaries because you feel like this is what you have to do because you've done it all your life when you were growing up, like or for however long you did it, you feel guilty if you're not doing it. And so you're, that guilt festers and it's like, unless I'm doing, then I don't feel adequate. I don't feel needed. I don't feel loved. So there's this war between doing the most and finding our value in doing the most, right? That was a mouthful there. <laughs> another, um, 
another effect that being a parentified child may have on you is that you have difficulty setting boundaries. So because as a child, you didn't have boundaries and you had to learn really to ignore your own needs and desires to take care of others because you were stepping into that parental role, it can feel like you not even feel, you don't even know what you feel. You probably have a hard time identifying what you feel in any given moment, right? And as a result, you're just like, you don't set boundaries. You think that the way to be in life, just the way that you're being in life is just being caring and giving and loving. And this is how you you are, right? But in reality, the way you're being is overgiving, overgiving in a lot of different areas where you don't have to. Letting people just, not letting people, but giving people more than you should, more of your energy, more of your time, more of your attention, because you don't have boundaries. You don't even, probably don't even know what boundaries are. And if you do, you're just like, you have a hard time setting them because there's a deep rooted belief that you need to let people take advantage of you for lack of better words, or that you need to overgive and that overgiving and overdoing for others, caretaking equals good. It equals love. It equals I'm worthy. It equals I'm valuable. It, it's really, and it, and it may be even more than that for me personally, coming from experience, it's like part of your identity. It's, you don't even realize that you need that to feel love. You just, it's just who you are. You're like, I'm just a caring, giving person. Like, and I enjoy doing it and you, you may really enjoy doing it, but the problem with it is it, it leaks into the way that we parent. It leaks into the way that we show up in our romantic relationships. It's this anxious need to give and um, doing so at the deficit of your own well-being. So what does this look like practically or tangibly in your day-to-day -day life? So let me use some real life examples for me. So taking on all of the responsibility of my home and never asking for help because like, why ask for help? Like that didn't even cross my mind that it was a possibility that I could offload some of the duties in my home. And what, what did this look like? This looked like I do everything for the kids. I do everything for the home, cleaning, cooking, everything. I do everything financially, like managing the bills, everything. I do everything for our mentally and emotional well-being, like trying to develop us, making sure we're, you know, serving God, making sure the kids know about God, making sure like just every category you can think of, I'm trying to do it all. Like, and then when it comes down to doing it, I have no boundaries around it. So if that means if someone comes in to talk to me, I'll drop what I'm doing and I'll start talking to them. If someone calls me, I'll drop what I'm doing. I'll answer the phone. If someone is like, if I'm in the middle of working or of cooking, cleaning, doing something that requires my focus, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If someone needs me, I drop everything and I give them the attention that they need. That is a lack of boundaries, my friend. If you're listening to this and, this, and you're like, that is so me, that is a lack of boundaries. Even when it comes to your children, like, yes, they need our love and they need our care and they need our attention, but there's a time and a place for everything. And if you can't manage your own emotional states, because what ends up happening is you get, you drop everything you're doing and you give your attention to whatever is coming in front of you, whoever's coming in front of you, then you get anxious, then you get frustrated, then you get angry, and then you lash out. Then you feel guilty, then you feel shame, and then you start that cycle all over again. Overgive, overdue, lack of boundaries. Everyone has access to me any time of the day. It doesn't matter. And then I get overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated, lash out, right? And we continue that cycle. And part of that, like what it is, is like, yes, you do need boundaries and you have a, a hard time setting the boundaries because you probably don't even know what those boundaries need to look like. You don't even know, like we say boundaries, but what does a boundary even look like, right? Part of that could be you, you don't know where you need boundaries because you're not in tune with yourself. You're not in tune with your needs. You're not um, in tune with what you actually feel and want and desire and what you need to, to have a peaceful space and to have a calm mind throughout your day. Another problem is a reason why you're having a difficulty with setting boundaries is because you have this deep rooted fear and belief around doing it. So the belief could be, it could look like, um, I can't set boundaries because if I do, no one will love me. No one will need me. No one will want me because I'm setting boundaries and I'm blocking people out or I'm going to hurt them. 
I'm going to hurt them if I don't give them the attention that they want. And if I hurt them, then they're not going to love me. Then they're not going to want to be around me. Then I'll be alone. Right? So the deep rooted fear and belief, the not knowing how to, to set the boundaries and the not being in tune with yourself to even know what you need to set a boundary around. Those are three different issues that you can have around why it's difficult for you to set boundaries. But the answer isn't setting the boundary. Like you need to set the boundaries. But as a parentified child, you're faced with all of these problems because you were pretty much conditioned to care for others and that this is what you need to do. Like school's not first. Um, your needs aren't first. What you, The extracurricular activities you want to do, no, that's not first. What's first is that you need to care for this home and you need to care for the people that you're caring for, whether that's siblings, um, whether that's parents, dinners, whatever that looked like for you as a parentified child. Okay. Now, another thing, uh, effect that being a parentified child has on an, an, you as an adult right now could be that you have confusion with your identity. Like you are not connected to yourself. This is the work that I do, you guys, helping you reconnect to yourself. So a parentified child may experience confusion about their own identity as adults because they've been forced to take on roles and responsibilities that were not appropriate for their age or stage of development. So because of that, they missed out on like significant stages of development where the self is formed, where they're, and when I say the self, I mean like your identity, who you are, right? Who you are as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult even, right? Because I was doing this even when I um, turned 17, 18, right? Caretaking. So even as a young adult, you can experience this parentification, yeah? Or you, where you're having to step in and take on adult responsibilities much sooner than you're ready. So what ends up happening is you struggle to differentiate yourself from the role of being a parent or differentiate yourself from your actual parents or siblings, right? You, you might struggle with having your own goals and aspirations because you're so enmeshed with your family. You're so used to the way that I am being is, is driven by or a direct result of what my family needs because I play the role of caregiver because I'm a caregiver. So when I make my decisions, I think about my family. I think about them, what their needs are, what they're going to think, how they're going to feel versus being in tune with your own self and having that clear distinction of identity. Like this is who I am. Like I am Justina Butler. I am my own individual. I'm not Justina, mom, dad, sister, brothers, you know, nieces, nephews, all that cousins. Like the, the ability for you to differentiate your identity is huge because what ends up happening when you tap more into yourself, like who you truly are, your authentic, genuine, true self, you begin to lead a life where you are authentic to yourself, a life that is happy and fulfilling and where you are confident in your decisions. You're decisive. There's no confusion around what you want because you know who you are, you know what, right? So another thing that you may struggle with as a parentified child could be perfectionism and self-doubt right? Because as an adult, because when you were younger, you equated your self-worth with your ability to care for others. I kind of touched on this a little earlier. So you may feel like you're never doing enough, you're not doing it well, and you're highly critical of yourself. And so this perfectionism and self-doubt can bleed into everything that you do. Parenting, um, your work, your relationship, your romantic relationship, it's this lingering, it's not good enough. It's never good enough. It's never good enough. Especially if you were parentified and you weren't acknowledged for the things that you did, like you weren't praised or um, felt appreciated. Um, for the things that you did, you just felt, and, and here's another, let me put another twist in there. When you were doing as a child, when you were parentified, when you're doing the parental roles as a child and you only felt loved, accepted, or valued when you were doing, when you weren't doing, you felt, you didn't feel that emotional connection from your, from your parents essentially. And so you, that's a, that's a way that you learn. I'm valuable. I'm worthy and I'm accepted and I'm loved when I'm doing. And so therefore I need to do, 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 do. I need to overdo, overgive, let everyone run all over me. And me just, I'm just going to throw out my, everything I got. I might pray in the morning and rejuvenate myself, but as soon as I'm done doing that for the hour that I did it or the 10 minutes that I did it, I'm going to spend the rest of my day overgiving, overdoing, people pleasing, 
because that is how I get my value. That is how I get my love. That is how I get my acceptance. That's what you believe. It's not, it's a false belief because you, you have value and acceptance and you are loved by God inherently just period without you having to do, but because for so many years, you, when you were younger, as a young child, you only felt loved or you a lot of times felt loved and accepted and valued when you were doing there, there may be that belief and fear that you developed at that young age that I have to do in order to receive. I have to do in order to feel loved, right? So I wanted to give this to you because I know there's many of you out there who struggle with um, a lot of what I talked about today as a result of being a parentified child. And you probably don't even, you don't even know it. And I want to share a story with you, a story about me, my adult self and how being parentified, that unhealed trauma showed up in my life today. So I, transitioned over into trauma coaching. I used to be a resume writer and career coach for executives in Silicon Valley for years, for seven years, right? Seven to eight years. Then I transitioned into trauma coaching. So I got certified, trained. I'm always training. I'm always learning and began taking on clients. Now I had the, I had this side gig that I was working on as well, that I was just felt attached to. And I felt like I was constantly choosing where to put my attention between both. I was like, either, either doing this social media management is what it was or what it is, or go all in on, on, um, life coaching. That's what it was. That was like this, this, um, what do you call it? Like, I felt like I was constantly jumping on one side to the other on where I put my attention deep down inside. I really wanted to, my dream is following after the trauma coaching, but I was still hanging on to social media management. And I'm just being a hundred percent honest with you guys, right? Because social media management followed a similar model that my last business followed. And so that is easy for me. The trauma coaching model is slightly different and I have to step in and do things differently. It doesn't feel, and I, this is so agonizing, right? It's, if you've ever been between two things, you know, like the mental frustration that it causes, like this tug of war and you just want, you know, you want to go all in, but you're so afraid and there's something holding you back and you just can't put your finger on it, right? And so doing the work, I saw my, and I shared on Instagram, I was going to share my experience with, um, with my trauma coach. So I was, I saw my trauma coach, actually two of them, and we did some processing, some healing, um, processing of past memories and beliefs. And what this means is getting to the root of your beliefs and fears. And what came up for me, which was a total surprise, like, (laughs) um, what came up for me was this, this need to sacrifice for family. And that came up through processing one of the memories. And what happens is, let me just give you a brief overview. If you're new here, the podcast has been growing like wild, like a wildfire in the last couple of months. So if you are new here, let me briefly explain. The modalities that I use in my one-on-one client sessions is to help you like whenever you're feeling stuck in present day. So say you uh, are someone who you're, you're easily triggered. You either get triggered into a rage, like you're angry, you're lashing out at your, your spouse and your kids, or you go into dissociation or um, like a deep sadness. It feels like depression um, and you're numbed out. Okay. And so I, when I first started my healing work, I went for anger and I cleared that up and I like my life changed. And that's what got me into trauma coaching myself because it literally transformed my life. Okay. Well, I was feeling resistance when it came to working on the trauma coaching and the like being stuck in the middle, really, I was feeling a lot at all the strategies. I looked at all everything that was would be required to put myself out there more. And I wasn't doing it. I would literally feel like this big, heavy, dark cloud over me. And I've done a lot of work around this to even push myself forward into this dream because it's so dreamy, right? Like following your dream is not easy. Like you following your dream is like flow when you're doing the work because you're, you're in your purpose. Like I know I'm supposed to be doing the things that I'm doing, but it's shedding and healing all of the parts of you that, um, are from your from your parts, right? The, d- the different parts were, that were developed when you were younger, like being able to break through. And when I say break through, I mean just like heal, 
show compassion and let go of all of those fears and beliefs that are holding you back, that are limiting you from all of your life because you've not experienced following your dream, it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I've done a lot of work around this, but I'm sharing you about my most recent session. So I went in with this problem and I'm like, I need to get to the bottom of this. Like I am tired of feeling stuck in between. I know that I can be great at both, but I know I am purpose to do trauma coaching and the podcast and all the things like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I need to get past this resistance I'm feeling. And so we process through, and this side note, like I, it's, it's one thing to do work on your own. And I do a lot of work on my own, a lot of regulating uh, my nervous system, a lot of even processing my own memories, but there is nothing like going to someone else, a third party, someone outside of your life, a trauma-informed coach or therapist who can actually help you break through the limiting beliefs and fears that you're holding onto. It's just, there's nothing like it. It's, we are supposed to regulate and heal in community, not alone all the time, right? Like we can, we can do a lot on our own, but there's like another level when you reach out for support. So I know that. And that's why I'm constantly going in from, from my own session. So anyways, I'm working with my trauma coach and we're getting to these memories and we're following through the emotions and feelings and we're processing them. And out comes this message that from me, um, the parts of me that were expressing myself during the session was I can't go all in on trauma coaching because, and I'm feel, I feel, I feel a little nervous sharing this with you guys, but I want to be vulnerable. I want to be transparent and honest and open with my own process because I am not perfect. I am going through my own process and I will always be going through my own process. And I know that the stories that I've heard on other podcasts and from other um, leaders and people that have, that impacted me the most were when they were being transparent. And this is my transparency to you guys. So anyways, we're processing through the memories and everything. And what comes up is that I can't fully go all the way in on trauma coaching because this strong belief that I can't follow my dream and instead I need to sacrifice for my family. And that came up because there was a time when my parents were divorcing when I was a young adult. I worked so hard to get into college. I worked my butt off during the summer to really get good grades and pass all the classes. And I ended up getting accepted into, into Cal State Bakersfield, right? I'm following my stinking dream. Yeah. And so, and I'm telling you the story to let you see how we develop beliefs and fears and then we carry them with us throughout our life. And they impact and affect the way that we show up in our day-to-day -day lives. And a lot of people don't want to go to your past. You don't want to go to your past. That's fine. You're just going to continue to face resistance and fall and like walk into brick walls and wonder why you're not living the life that you want and wonder why you can't stop obsessing over someone or why you can't stop raging or why you can't stop going into depression or anxiety. Like all of these things that you don't have to experience that you're experiencing because of something that you've gone through in your past and you learn how to, you adapt it. You learn how to, to take on these, um, maladaptive behaviors to help you get through life. And you also carried, like learned and developed these beliefs and fears that you're taking throughout your life to protect you from experiencing pain. So anyways, I get into college, I'm going to college and very, very soon after, like I just got my own place, got my own car, like I'm ready, I'm out the house, like I'm a young adult, living my best life, right? My parents divorce. And through that divorce, I had to step right back in as the role of caretaker. And so we took on my siblings, we took on my mom. And look, the fact that I'm able to tell you the story without crying is like huge. Like I would, normally I would like be crying because <laughs> it was such a traumatic time for us, even though I was a young adult, right? So I took on my family and what ended up happening was I get kicked out of Cal State Bakersfield because I, again, go back to like I was my first years of high school where I don't focus on my schooling and I'm more focused on, I need to work. I need to take care of my brothers and my mom. Um, so it was my sister and I sharing that responsibility. And that is the only thing that matters. And so immediately I'm back into that role of parent, of caregiver. And because when I got, when I got kicked out of Cal State Bakersfield, which this is a vulnerable moment for me, you guys, um, I felt so much, like there was so much with that for me, that was like traumatic because I was like so much shame and doubt and like, not doubt, but shame and like, yeah, just a lot of shame and guilt and feeling like at the same time though, that it was necessary. Like I needed to focus on my family and what the belief that I developed there was that 
I have to, or that I reinforced there because it was developed earlier actually, um, was that I have to sacrifice my dreams, sacrifice my wants for the well-being of my family. Because if I was to focus fully on school, I would not be able to focus fully on work and fully on caregiving and, you know, taking care of my brothers and helping them with their homework and doing all the things that they needed is what I felt at that 18, at my 18, 19 year old self. And so the belief was developed, it was actually developed earlier and we went through a few different memories for me. One was a lot earlier, but I carried it on into that age. And so at 18, 18, 19, I was like, the belief is I have to sacrifice my dreams, my desires, my wants and needs for my family. And so the way that showed up for me today was I can't go all in on trauma coaching because I need to sacrifice my needs, my desires, my wants, because this is my true needs and desires and wants for my family. So my subconscious, my brain was telling me that's what you need to do. That's the responsible thing. That was the parentified brain talking. That's the responsible thing you need to do, right? The alternative that I was bouncing between, which was the social media management or the coaching, the coaching is the dream. The social media management is the responsible parental thing to do. You can't follow your dream. You need to sacrifice for your family because if you follow your dream, you're not going to be taking care of your family or doing for your family like you need to be. And so that was the belief that was dismantled during my session. And it was just so awakening to me and brought me back to this, where it was formed and how I was parentified as a child and developed that belief that I needed to sacrifice for my family. I needed to sacrifice, not just I needed to sacrifice, but I needed to sacrifice me, all of me, my desires, my wants, my needs. Justina doesn't matter. What matters is that what her family needs, what her family wants, what they, what's going to be best for them. And she developed that belief way too early and it doesn't serve her today. And so processing through those memories and healing those parts of me, those younger parts of me that um, felt wasn't supported. She wasn't adequately supported. She wasn't um, prepared. She didn't know she what to do. She did the best with what she could and just sending so much love and compassion to her. Like, man, she is strong. <laughs> but it's not helpful anymore. Like I don't need that anymore. Yes, I can follow my dream. There's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. It's going to happen. And as long as I stay in alignment with what I feel that God has called me to do, and I keep doing this healing work, processing the things that are holding me back, that resistance, which that, that's the result, you guys, the resistance dropped. Like I, I sat down to my work and I approached it with such a such clarity that heaviness that I would feel, the resistance, the heaviness that I would feel over myself when I would sit down to work, not there anymore. Like it, it's gone because that belief that was hidden, that belief and that fear of doing the thing was dismantled by processing through all of the proof, which is all the memories that my brain has held as to why it's not safe for me to follow my dream. Okay. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you saw yourself in some of my story today. Reach out to me on Instagram and let me know. And if it has, leave a review. I would love it if you left me a review or reach out to me on Instagram and let me know um, that you enjoyed the show. Okay. I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.